Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet as we well know, aging does present its share of challenges, and if we want to continue to celebrate our lives as we age, sometimes we need a bit of support and encouragement. And that's where today's guest comes in. Sherry Clark is a midlife courage coach, a television show host, an inspiring speaker, and an accomplished author. She's written and presented on topics ranging from finding your passion to overcoming career burnout, and her fork-in-the-road coaching practice keeps her busy working with clients one-on-one and in groups to help them support an authentically fulfilling life. And Sherry's joining us today to share ways that you and I can make the most of our lives in our 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. And boy, am I excited to hear what she has to say. So let's get going and welcome, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a joy to be here. Well, it's definitely a joy to have you on the show. I've had a chance to you follow you a bit online, and boy, you have an amazing service. But speaking of that, uh, let's start out by you telling us a little bit about your practice fork in the road, uh, because it's a great name, and you also refer to yourself as a midlife courage coach. So tell us a little bit about the background of both the title of your practice and what being a midlife courage coach is all about. You bet. Well, the fork in the road came because initially when I got out of my um, advertising business back in 2009, and, and I did that because it wasn't serving me anymore. I was starting to feel burned out, and I knew I, wasn't, I, I didn't fit any longer. And so I decided I wanted to do some, some coaching, and it was mostly around health and nutrition. And so fork in the road, because I, do, I dealt with food, it just kind of made sense. You know, you're making decisions about your food and whatnot. Well, eventually, yeah, you know, doesn't it fit? So eventually, I mean, what happened was um, I realized in working with women who were concerned about their health and their weight that it wasn't that they didn't know how to eat. It was that they had other issues and they were eating to kind of self-medicate. And so when I started thinking more about that, I started thinking, I want to deal with the real problem here, not just show them how to make one more broccoli dish, but really talk about what it is that's eating you. And so that's how Fork in the Road came to be. And I just kept the name because it fit even after the transition. And my title, Midlife Courage Coach, um, happened because I was talking to a friend one day and I said to her, you know, it takes guts to live the second half of your life for yourself when you've lived the first half for everybody else. And it stuck. And I started thinking to myself, I'm a midlife courage coach. That's what it is I do. Wow, and I I really love that quote. I think that can resonate with just about every woman, and maybe some men too, but I think primarily women, because uh, we are the caretakers in life pretty much, uh, that, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you think, you know, kind of, if not now, when, and, you know, it's time for me to take the reins of our my own life, and also then, thankfully, our hormone shifting gives us a little, you know, more different ratio between testosterone and estrogen, so it's Yep. Wonderful to have that that approach of being a midlife courage coach. 
Yes, yes, and it's fit, and it resonates with women. Just as you said, um, they'll hear my tagline, hear me say it takes guts and why, and they say, yes, you've got it. Absolutely, and really, uh, it, this is a time, midlife and beyond, society's giving us a lot of negative messages about ourselves many times, not always, but it does take courage to say, you know, I'm just going to plow through and make, be the best version of myself. I mean, shouldn't that be easy? But sometimes it's not so easy. Right, exactly. And sometimes it's not easy because of all those messages we've gotten our whole lives growing up. And, you know, it's, you know, we baby boomers, we were born in the 40s, 50s, 60s. And so we got those messages. It was still traditional to say, girls are good at English, boys are good at math. Um, a lady does this, um, uh, girls take home economics and boys take auto mechanics. There was all this conditioning and role and sex role stereotyping and nobody talked about well, what if you didn't fit the paradigm and then what if? Is, you know, what if you want something else? And our parents, most of our parents were born in the 20s or 30s. And so they, too, grew up under their set of paradigms. So that's why I think it's so hard sometimes for women to um, to, to claim their, their real selves because we've grown up with all of this reinforcement and grown up not thinking it was okay to be your own self. Wow. Well, that is very profound. And uh, the one thing I do have to say about our generation, well, there's a lot of things we could say about our generation, but one of them is that we did kind of spearhead a lot of change over the years. But say like now, uh, I'm in my 70s, uh, but say like I were in my 60s or something, and I, I wanted to to be more authentic with myself, but how would I know, or is there, what, what if I'm not living up to my potential? How, how would someone figure out, like, hey, you know, I'm just kind of existing? Because it, you go from day to day, and sometimes these big picture issues don't strike us. Right. There are signs that um, we're not living up to our own potential or being aligned or authentic or any number of ways that we can express that. Um, and one of them is, it's funny because it's, it's where I started my practice when I started Fork in the Road, and it was with food. And when we're not happy with ourselves, we often will turn to food or potentially drink or we might um, shop to numb out, or we might binge on anything that had to do with a, a monitor, you know, television or those kinds of things. So that's one good clue that, um, is that we're trying to escape our own lives. That's one of the biggest ones. Um, another one is when you just feel like all the joy has been sucked out of your life and the things that used to bring you pleasure and joy no longer hold meaning and charm for you. And that doesn't mean that you have to hang on to those things. It means that you're not taking care of yourself and potentially growing into the new you or, in, or evolving into when we age, we do evolve, we change. And some of the things that, that brought us joy and pleasure might not bring us joy and pleasure any longer just in just the same way. But we need to find something that is a good transition from that. And notice I didn't say replacement. I don't think we swap one thing for another. I think it's a constant process of evolution and transition. 
Wow. And I, I think one thing, too, I'm a former career counselor in my previous life, and we did a lot of work around values, and I think our values shift big time as we age. Absolutely, they do. Thank goodness, right? You know, because I think about some of the things that I held dear that was so important to me in my 20s, you know, being a certain size of clothes and having the, the right handbag and all of the things that at the end of the day, when we get to a particular point in life, it doesn't mean I don't like, like nice things. It doesn't mean I don't care how I appear or that I want to, I do want to be in my best physical condition, but that might not mean being a certain size. It might mean being, getting great sleep and being agile and not having signs of arthritis or whatever it is my my yardstick is mine yours is yours and it becomes a matter of just being true to ourselves wow and i'm sure that you help with your clients you help them find say like an ideal or a vision of what they want their lives to be uh, but sometimes i don't know how you feel about this but sometimes we don't get exactly what we want in life uh but, but so what do you think about maybe just kind of settling where we are you know even if it's not creating an ideal vision for ourselves that's i love that question because so many times Women will use the word settle in a pejorative kind of way. Well, I settled. I just, you know, I just, I said, forget it. I'm done arguing. I'm just going to settle. And, and when you say it that way, then yes, it does have a, a little bit of a negative connotation. But sometimes I think we're using settle, the term settle in the wrong way. Sometimes it, a better word might be compromise or it might be, um, you know, make a swap or a, like, for example, um, you know, if you are still in your career and some, many women are, you know, beyond the age of what used to be traditionally the retirement years and you say, well, you know what, I'm just settling for this job or whatever, maybe you're staying in the, in the position because of what it makes possible. So I don't call it settling. I call it looking at, okay, this is a quid pro quo. This is a this for that. It's an exchange if you view some of the things in your life that we have to do that are a little less savory than what we would like, sometimes it's because it makes other things that are extremely desirable possible. So maybe don't call it settle, maybe call it exchange. Oh, I love that, Sherry. And also, I'm thinking, too, in looking back over the years, some of the things that I wanted the most and didn't get, you know, I was totally disappointed. But, you know, that kind of one door closes and or one window closes and a door opens or something, whatever that saying is. Yes. Then something way better kind of and more in tuned with, again, my values, my personality, all that came my way. Well, just like this podcast, it, it was out of something I had, you know, anyway, long story, but. I got to do something I really, really love, and I think that's true a lot of times. Absolutely. Yep. It, it, a lot of it is just being open to change and flow and not being so rigid. And that's one of the things that, can, if we'll let it happen, comes as a benefit of becoming more experienced at life. Wow. Well, 
Well, some of our listeners might be um, feeling, though, however, that they are not, they want to be doing a better life or having a better life, getting more joy, being healthier, uh, getting that fork in the road, the right direction or whatever. Do you, sit, what, do you have any thoughts that you might share with some of our listeners who feel that they're not at their best at this point? Absolutely. The, the most important thing I would say is listen to that, that GPS that you have inside. Not being at your best self or not having what you said you wanted from life or what you expected by now is nothing more than a message. It doesn't mean you're a failure or that it's too late or all kinds of gloom and doom things. It's a signal. It's an indicator. Just like when the red light on my dashboard comes on that says, hey, you might want to stop and get gas sometime in the next 50 miles. That's the same thing. So listen to those little voices inside and say, okay, what is it you're trying to tell me? Then go inside and listen. Listen more. Listen better. And if you still feel a little bit um, like you're not on sure footing, ask other people. Ask people that you trust and that you admire. And they might not be your best friend. And it might not be a relative. It might be someone you don't even know that well. Or it could be a counselor, a coach, a therapist. Get involved in the conversation. Get engaged in your own life. Oh, my. That is, I mean, that is so important. And, two, the thing about turning to others, especially a midlife career coach, by the way, or, sorry, midlife courage coach, uh, is that we a lot of times have blinders on our own. You know, you, you, you can see other people's lives sometimes more clearly than our own. So I think, you know, reflecting, having people reflect back some ideas would be just great. And on that note, do you see people, I mean, kind of in midlife uh, and beyond, because I'm definitely beyond, but making certain common mistakes that you can help them with? The biggest one is thinking it's too late. And I'm a firm believer that, it's not too late until just the moment after you draw your last breath. Then I probably won't be a great coach for you. But up until that point, <laughs> don't give up. Keep having hope. Keep having faith. Keep dreaming. Keep striving. Keep stretching. Well, and you know, speaking of not being too late, all of us have, you know, past regrets. We have things that we're embarrassed about and, you know, ashamed of even. Uh, and sometimes, uh, like therapists or coaches, you do kind of need to dig at some of those scabs and go back. It's kind of uh, it would be frightening for me and a little, you know, challenging. But you feel like it's an important part of your work, right? I do, for two reasons. Number one, by looking at them, sometimes we will very often find out that they're not a regret at all, that it was something that simply needed to happen for us to learn a lesson or to get the next thing in our lives. A classic example is a woman who says, I married the wrong man. Um, it's the most regrettable thing. I stayed too long. But I ended up with three great kids out of it. So it's not a full regret. It's, it's, a, it's one of those things where you did a little bit of a swap. The second thing is when we look at our regrets, we discover patterns. And when we know our patterns, we can stop them in their tracks. 
Oh, that is good. That is really good, Sherry, because, boy, again, having someone reflect back to you, these seems to be different, certain patterns in your life. That can be a super eye-opener, and like you say, it's just an education, and we don't need to feel bad about it or anything. We just need to be aware of it so that we can, once we can catch ourselves when we start going down yeah. those patterns. Yes. It's, think of it like it's an advanced degree. I have a master's degree. It's almost like, you know, you got your diploma, you got your, that was your tuition. Oh, (laughs) very wise (laughs) things coming out of you, my friend. (laughs) And addition to the serious side and the wisdom side, obviously, that you've been sharing with us, I, I know you are known for being a speaker who can provide your audiences with plenty of laughs. And one of the things I found about you online before we had a chance to chat was your bloopers tape, and I couldn't stop laughing. So you, you're not all, you know, you're not all serious, right, Cherry? Tell us about Absolutely. some of your. Absolutely. <laughs> so I love. I did um, two seasons of my own television show here in the local market. Um, it was a half an hour show, and when and, and it wasn't recorded live it was it was taped and then we were able to edit it thank goodness because there were plenty of times (laughs) that you know I'd be so because sometimes you know the 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 producer will ask you to walk while you're talking and you know sometimes I can't do that um and you know I would stumble or I would say something or sometimes something will come out of your mouth that wasn't quite what (laughs) meaning to say (laughs) so they correct that so yes and I'm grateful I'm grateful that um I am able to laugh at myself I think it's an important it's it's one of the things I like about myself I don't take myself too seriously well and I think as we age I really think the you know there I know there's a lot of important things you need to have but maybe right at the top five within that top five is a sense of humor because you gotta laugh at some of this stuff you do exactly and the other thing is is that if even the terrible things when they've happened you can't typically unring the bell and so best to deal with the hand of cards you got in your hand and play those and remember it's going to be a great story later ah yeah very very true you know sometimes like you say i know you know personally with traveling you know you lose your luggage or this happens or that happens and then a week or two later when you go home and you're talking oh this and everybody's laughing and you're right sometimes these challenges can turn into super great stories yes and even the things that we we can we were talking about regrets just a moment ago even the things that we think of as being regrettable become sometimes the fertile soil for whatever it is that we're going to grow in our lives next. I know that that was the case for me. I loved my advertising business until I didn't love it anymore. And I stayed beyond the point when I should have gone. And I know that that makes me better at what I do now because I work with women who I know feel stuck and want to go and have one foot in and one foot out and they're afraid to put both feet on the same side and so I can help them with that because I've been there and had I not had that experience I wouldn't be as empathetic and I wouldn't be as understanding and I wouldn't be able to listen with the same caring ears as someone who has been down that sometimes stinky road yeah oh my gosh sherry well 
I have looked forward to talking with you, and I really appreciate you sharing all these wonderful pearls of wisdom and your humor. But I also want everybody to know you have a very active, attractive, colorful, information-packed website, uh, and also you offer a variety of services to those of us on the feisty side of 50. So please tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you, your work, and uh, you know, possibly sign up for your coaching practice. Wonderful. So the best place to find me is at my website. And because I call my practice Fork in the Road, um, you would go to www.fork-road.com. And that's the best place to locate me there. And you can, you can catch me on email and all of those kinds of things. I have a, a bit of a social media presence, but I really, social media is not my favorite thing. I really love to work with people one-on-one or in groups. And, yes, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram, but I'm not there a lot. Well, I, I've got to say, you, you have brightened my day. You've shared, you know, obviously how you work with people, you know, with your kindness and your empathy. And, by the way, for our listeners out there, I made a few boo-boos when I was trying to set all this up. And Sherry is a great coach and a very thoughtful person. But before I stop, I, I will stop talking, but do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners? I think, yes, remember that what I say, it takes guts to live the second half of your life for you when you've lived the first half for everyone else. Don't dismiss that. Don't underestimate it. Know that when you take one, even of the tiniest, smallest steps, and it might even be thinking of change, you do have courage. Ooh, I love that, Sherry. <laughs> well, I want to thank you again for your for your coaching for me. I'll say that start off, first off, but also sharing your thoughts on how we can make the most of our lives as we age because this really can be a wonderful time of life. And I thank you for your time and your great suggestions and all your humor and warmth. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, and for you listeners out there, be sure and check out Sherry's website. Again, it's at fork, F-O-R-K, hyphen road.com, because you're going to find it's not only colorful and entertaining, but there's a lot of information, lots of inspiration, and some strategies you'll need to build a joyful midlife and beyond. And, of course, you can connect with Sherry uh, yourself on that website. So, again, it's fork-road.com. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.